This is Julian. This is Jacob. And this is Nick. And this is Loss of Lieutenant, an Infinity the Game podcast aimed to inform, educate, and entertain. Lieutenant. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, you're here with uh, with Julian, Nick, and uh, Jacob returning. Hasn't has been hey, a little while yeah, since we've had a chat. Episode. I'm back. Welcome back. But um, and uh, yeah, welcome back to, to loss of lieutenant or, or loss of lieutenant. Mate, we we just cause you know shitstorms wherever we go. I mean, you know, I'm, we can't get it right. I'm you get rules it. wrong. Get the name of shit wrong. I I'm remember st- the last episode. I called the Mark Twelve Mark Two and wanted to punch myself. Well, but that, that, that's, that's, that's understandable. We get rules wrong all the time. For our American listeners out there, Australians call, or at least Australian military, call Lieutenant, Lieutenant, and most British as well. Um, and all the Australian guys in the Infinity Group, who are ex-army, which is a lot of them, um, got really triggered by that. Look, we've been saying it that same way since we started recording. Oh, I know. And it wasn't until we published our eighth episode. It's just because we're getting a following, mate. We're just <laughs> getting be. huge. And we're, people we're... are like, oh, God, these guys are so good. And then they hear Lieutenant and they're like, oh. Unbelievable. Um, well, triggered. I, I triggered. Mean, triggered, yeah. Speaking of uh, fans in America. Yes, yes. We have um, some big news for everyone who's going to CanCon. Um, would you like to talk about this a little bit, Nick? Yeah, sure. So a, um, a, a fan of the podcast reached out to us and uh, he's, uh, he's designed a few uh, patches based on his local, uh, his local area and uh, he got in touch with us because he's a, he's a massive fan and we, we always love to hear from our fans and uh, he put, uh, put some patches in the mail, sent them through to us and uh, has sent, uh, sent this lovely letter along as well. which I'll, um, So this is Bob Fletcher from... Um, the Tidewater area of Virginia. West Virginia! (laughs) Mountain Highway! (laughs) I had to do it, I'm sorry. I looked it up on the map because I didn't know how far away this area was in relation to the places referenced in that song. West Virginia! (laughs) And, uh, no, it's not. It's not West Virginia. This is, this is, uh, the, the, uh, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, uh, Chesapeake, Portsmouth, Hampton, Newport News, Williamsburg. I don't even know what that next word is. P P P O Q U O. Oh, don't even try. Don't even try. We're sorry, American name or something. And Suffolk. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we're we're sorry, people from the Tidewater area. If you're in some sort of P County or something, we can't pronounce it. Yeah, but mm. we sent we sent some um, to get a bit of info about about Bob and his local. Uh, Wait, his to local be fair, home. Americans can't say like Canberra or Melbourne, so it's Waterloo. like Canberra. yeah, or any any Australian city that's named after an English person or an Aboriginal, uh, you know, state or something like that. It's just, it's it's. I think it's only fair that we also butcher their names in return. Mm. I think that's completely reasonable. Yeah, I think it is as well. Yeah, so we um, we reached out to Bob uh, after he got in contact with us, and we sent a few questions through to him just to get a bit of info about his uh, his local area and uh, and Julian. What um, what's what's he got to say for himself? So we the first question we asked Bob was, "How long have you guys been playing?" Oh no, we didn't ask him. That was the second question. Um, Whereabouts does your group come from? And tell us a little bit about your community. And so he said, "His community is in the Hampton Roads or Tightwater area, uh, right at the southern south sorry southeastern." corner of Virginia on the Chesapeake Bay and Atlantic Ocean. 
The area is actually made up of nine cities all clustered together. Norfolk, Virginia, That's Chesapeake. those places that I just read out. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, I'm just going to Tidewater is notable because it's the largest naval port in the world. Home to four of the US Navy's strike carrier groups. That's awesome. I haven't read any of this yet because I wanted to keep it I bet, for... I bet you know, is really popular. I yeah, I bet yeah. it probably is, yeah. It's a big military town. Not My U- story USARF? is... USARF? No? Well, no, there's not a lot of USARF players in America from what, like, the stats of things I don't say. think there's yeah. a lot of USARF players in general. My story is a lot like many. Started with 40k in the mid-90s, then transitioned to the smaller games like Blood Bowl, Necromunda, and Man of War. I got out of Wargame for a solid 10 to 15 years in favour of RPGs. And when I decided I wanted to Wargame again, I found that 40k had morphed into something I didn't much care for. As too many... No, sorry. Too many gigantic meths... We're getting too similar to that that show that's a little bit like Infinity. Um, Sorry, too many gigantic mechs, flies, and enormous tanks. Yeah, if you can get that reference, thumbs up. Uh, I started looking at the skirmish games, originally intending to pick up Necromunda, when a friend introduced me to Infinity, and I was done from there. The community here has developed over the last couple years, largely centered around one of our local game stores, Tower of Games. And there's about 20 to 30 guys um, that play there. And as a military town, there are lots of comings and goings. So I'd imagine they get a lot of players that are there for like a period of time and then, you know, go on deployment. Yeah, and, and mm. 20 to 30 people uh, regularly playing seems like a really solid, solid. size group. Yeah, it's probably more than, probably getting similar what we have in Victoria. I'd say that's about yeah. equivalent of what we'd usually, if yeah. we were to name every active player that we play mm. against and yeah. that we'll see at tournaments and that sort of thing, yeah. I reckon you'd probably max out around 30 plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long have you guys been playing Infinity? And he says he started collecting he, about before six months before N3 dropped, which gave him time to collect my, his first army, military orders. Uh, he also has JSA, uh, Tunguska, and the last one he hasn't really played yet. And so I then asked Bob, um, what factions do you play yourself? And he's kind of already gone into that. So, um, and then I asked what factions are represented there, and he says every faction is represented here, though there are a few that don't see much play. Toha and Aleph are relatively rare, as is Haki Islam. That's for me. We do see a lot of Ariadna, Pano, and uh, Eugene. Um, and then, what else did we ask him? And I said, What do you like most about Infinity? And he said, The most thing, sorry, the thing I like most about Infinity is the interaction that is constant within Infinity. The ARO mechanic is what originally grabbed me, especially when I knew of other games where you could literally walk away from the table when it isn't your turn. That's huge, isn't it? I think that Mm. is a big comment from a lot of people Mm. where they're like, what do you you like about Infinity? Mm. And it's that constant interaction, but also being involved in... Uh, yeah, being involved in mm. each every turn, mm. each player has something to do. Yeah, and it's 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 a game where you can't just go smash up the enemy. If, you know, in one turn, you have to play a, a game where you're you're playing aggressively, and then you know, with whatever orders you choose to do this with, insulating yourself and preparing yourself for what the enemy then can do. And um, sort of understanding what, and trying to grasp what they're going to do, you know, where points of interest are on the board, where potential firefights might occur, and and, and um, setting up your AROs to interact with the game there, or potentially not setting up any AROs and letting the enemy come to you, or however you want to play it. So there's that depth of the game that just isn't there in other games. 
Um, and he said, on top of that, the interaction created more of an atmosphere of a game you play with someone and less against them, if you get my meaning. I think we've, yeah, so you're playing, you're, you're playing with your opponent and not, not against them, mm. so to speak, which is something that any tournament that you've been to, um, I mean, I've never really had a negative playing experience with any of the tournaments I've been to, and, and I'm sure that's the same with, with most of the people that you'd encounter in the game, because mm. it does uh, lend itself to that sort of back-and-forth conversation. Even when you throw down every single order, you're having a conversation with your opponent, so mm. they're fully aware of what's going on, yeah. and you're fully aware of what's going on. The game's got gotcha moments in it, but those gotcha moments are built into the, to the mechanics of the game itself, and it's not a gotcha moment around what your actually uh, movements are and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's not like you... It's a gotcha moment from a rules technicality. It's a gotcha moment of like, oh, geez, I didn't prepare for that. That's right. It's there, now I've got to deal with it. And you don't... It's not like they do it and you have no ability to... Unless you walk, you know, move, move in front of a TO camera, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah. But, you know, generally you'll have the ability to react to whatever appears um, on the game table. And so I asked them, what excites you most about... 2019 for infinity i asked this before obviously the new year um he said 2018 has been a really good year for me uprising happens and jsa gets an upgrade tungus good drops and mo has gotten a huge overall this is true pretty much all of his factions that he plays have got new releases um, i'm not sure what they can do in 2019 to army but i'm sure they'll make a great effort at it I think I would like to see the long-promised Paradiso Spec Ops update, something that provides a framework for campaigns, advancement of specific units, and narrative play. And that's interesting because that's something that we as a community have talked about a lot mm. um, down here is, is starting to play tournaments where every single table, the, 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 the terrain setup and all that kind of stuff is telling a story. And it's not such a you know an ITS-based situation where you just go, oh, you know, I have to go and get that panoply or, or whatever. So... Yeah, yeah, we've had a few narrative campaigns here. Uh, in last year, there was a couple of narrative campaigns that were run, and um, both loads of fun. And it does sort of give that more fluffy aspect of the game, mm. as well as building in with the spec ops. Which um, to have an official framework around how to run like a proper campaign, mm. like what Paradiso is. Uh, but updated for the current mm. rule set and a bit more maybe balanced. I'm not sure. Uh, is definitely something that that would be would be would come over re really well. I think. Mm. This is a bit of a fun one. We asked him when we said, um, if you personally had to have one piece of equipment slash skill in Infinity, what would it be? Now I love his response on this one. I thought it was priceless. He said, for piece of equipment, I'd have to go with Tio Camo. If I'm going to try to sneak out of work early, I need as much help as I can get. I thought that was the best thing ever. I was like, yes. That's awesome. Um, although I think Nick and I both have the upper hand here because we're both reps, so we can decide to leave whenever we want pretty That's much. That's right. I, I'm, I, I yeah. have to head out for a meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going out for a site measure. No, I'm <laughs> site measuring the TV at home. <laughs> mm. That's right, yeah. So, um, well, but, but hold on. And, and do either you have an answer to that, to that question? What you would love to have in real life? <sighs> Go on, Nick. You first. You've really thrown me under the bus on that one, Julian. It's not something I've ever put any thought into at all. Um, I mean, Tio Camo, if I wanted to be a creep, maybe. Um, <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, um, I can't even think of anything right now. The um, Probably something like... Um, 
uh, what's that that thing where you roll on a, a metachemistry? Metachem- that'd be metachemistry, because then you can get then every every, every day, day is a new day. Every day you wake up and you see what you've got, yeah. uh, what yeah. what's in store for me today. I love it. That's but awesome. That was, a, that was that was going. I was thinking of having hyperdynamics level two, so I could get into fights and just dodge everything. Do you get into fights often, Jake? No, but I could if I had <laughs> hyperdynamics level two. I, I I have to say I'd like to 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 be someone who has subsistence. Because then I can rule the world and dominate people one one sep sister at a time. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Who needs Teo when you can just sep sister your boss? We're, we're learning so much, <laughs> so much about each other um, um, today. So yeah. I want to get into fights. Um, I just sep sister you before you come at me, and you're like, oh no, oh great. No, I'm dynamics. I'm better at dodging your sep sister. No, no, no. It's not yes. how this works. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's definitely got a point. He's got on me it. there. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, Bob was kind enough to send us three patches that he's put together from the Tidewater area infinity mm. uh, and we'll uh, post some pictures on our Facebook page so that everybody mm. gets to see what they look like yep. and um, now three three patches is not something that we thought we really needed ourselves so no. we've decided that um, we're going to give these away as prizes at, uh, at the upcoming uh, Australian satellite tournament of CanCon, which mm. we've been talking about quite a bit mm. so we've uh, we've come up with a couple of uh, of neat little uh uh, competitions we're going to be running at CanCon. So, did uh, one of you guys want to jump into one of those? Yeah. Um, so, one of the missions in CanCon is firefight. Anyone, and in that game, anyone, any one of your models can touch uh, one of two two panoplies. Panoplies, yeah. And can pull a weapon out of that. So, what we thought for one of the patches, we will uh, we'll give it away for the best. Uh, model weapon draw, uh, combination drawn from the Panoply, or if we get nothing interesting, the most heavily armed model. I think Jacob came up with this, and we had it at the tournament the other week where Ryan in Firefight, his Marut, the little bot that goes in the Marut. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, right. so, so that was in the, in the game against me. We were, mm. we were playing this mission, and uh, so that he wasn't getting hit by AROs, he. Uh, popped the bot out of the uh, out of the front of just the roof. So he was smaller so, and couldn't be seen. Exactly. So he was no, smaller and couldn't be seen. And he went and touched the uh, the panoplies three times. Uh, he got himself a Panzerfaust, a uh, adhesive launcher, and mimetism. So an amazing combination. Someone I told him he needs to model that <laughs> on a tiny little on a tiny yeah. little crab bot or whatever mm. with these two massive guns, mm. uh, one in each arm. So yeah. it was uh, that's sort of what inspired that. Um, that that idea there. The other the other notion we've come up with is because our podcast is called Lost Lieutenant. The uh, very first person of the tournament who gets themselves into Lost Lieutenant, they're going to have to yell it out, and let us know that they've just entered Lost Lieutenant. We'll run over from where we are and we'll, we'll reward them with a fresh new patch and a Facebook video as well. Exactly. So they're going to have to do that. If you don't want to do the Facebook video, sorry, no dice, you don't get the patch. Too bad. And obviously, all the guys who are in Lost Lieutenant can't. Um, be uh, eligible because we decided we don't want to be getting we want to be giving to the community as Bob has so kindly given to us that's right the final one we've decided to leave up to the community and this patch will be going to the narrative event so what we want is we want you guys to come up with ideas for this patch that are themed around narrative play um, whether that's the best hero run you know if it's you know say that you you can get upgrades who gets the best upgrades um the, the most, uh, I guess, themey army, whatever that may be. Do they get a, do they get a Spec Ops? 
Yeah, it could be the cool some, spec ops loadout, whatever. We would like people to comment, and um, we'll, we'll pick which one we think is the the, the, the coolest one. Yeah, so um, we'll we'll that. put a we'll put a post in the Infinity Australia mm. Facebook page so that um, everyone can have their say on what they think uh, that third one should go to, and then uh, when it comes to CanCon in uh, in only two weeks' time, mm, uh, I know. we can uh, we can give give those away. Mm. I think that's pretty much it for the. Um, the patches. Yeah. Shall we uh, move on to topic number two? <laughs> I think we can do that. So yeah, we um, talk, talking about like we do usually. We'll talk about the recent games that we've mm. we've we've all had. So we had uh, Julian, I Julian, you and I uh, participated in Road to CanCon two mm. beyond no Road to CanCon two Road Warriors in the depth of Yuletide, mm. which is a tournament that uh, ran by one of the local guys, Russell. I, I'm I'm just going to embarrass myself here. What's the reference? Road Warrior, the 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 Mad, Mad Max. Max reference. Yeah, and then Yuletide. That's the period between Christmas and New Year's, isn't yeah. it? Um, I, don't, I can't or remember. Something what, like what's, that. What's the title of the Mad Max movie? That's, uh, that's... Road Warrior. Mm. Road Warrior. Oh, okay. And then the next one, you know, where but you it, have um, what's her face and you're I know that one beyond the Thunderdome. Yeah. I know yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, so we had uh, we had that the week before last, a, a three-day tournament where we... Sorry, three-day three tournament. Three-round tournament. Three-day tournament. <laughs> That'd so be we pretty, should do that one day. That would be like boring. a slot week tournament. Oh, no. I did two days. We're going to have to do two days. That's plenty. Yeah, I feel like the dropout rate on a three-day tournament would be pretty high. The hangovers by the third day. Well, they have that thing in America called Drag Week where they have to drive from, like, events in their drag cars and they do that across a week. And like, how cool would an event be where there's, like, seven different Infinity locations... And you have to drive around them and play not, like three not games cool a day. Is what it's going to that be. would be baller. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Julian, you can you can run that event and uh, and organize that one no, for I'm us. Not do that. That's, <laughs> that's too much effort. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the missions that we played were the two missions that we left out of the first Road to CanCon tournament. So it was uh, firefight and supplies, supplies and, and then decap as the third mission as well yeah. as uh, to to fill out the three. Mm. And um, yeah, a great turnout from the event as well. It was one of the, um, I think there was about 18, was there 18 people? Yeah, I think it was, um, there was seven nine there was, so it must yeah. have been 18. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had 17 players and then Russell came in as a, the um, as a Gumby as well. But he would have played anyway, so exactly. it's 18. Yeah, yeah. so, um, which, is a, which is a great tournament considering the time of year as well. It was like just after New Year's, so mm. it was... Um, I'm sure a lot of people still would have been away and, and, and that sort of thing, but also a lot of people having time off work. So um, it was a great time for a tournament and uh, everyone had a fantastic day. Um, the The winner of the day uh, was actually the same winner from the first Road to Canton uh, tournament. Hector mm. uh, managed to, to pull another win uh, on on that. But uh, Julian, where, where 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 were you? I thought, uh, I thought you were Well, to... I was playing for second or first with Ryan. Okay. We were both on the... There was the two top tables and... Unfortunately, Ryan uh, and I, we kind of, he, he ended up, because it was decap, so he got his full 10 points and I got five. Um, so this is this is Ryan who we spoke about on the last episode, yeah, who yeah. you had actually given your list to and told him to build. And he pretty much had the same list this time around, minus an MSV sniper. Uh, so I looked at it and I'm like, it's a pretty much going to be a replay. Whoever goes first with both of our lists is pretty much going to decide what's going to happen. And the table terrain was terrible. There sure. was literally nowhere we could both hide our tags. Ah, that's a shame. So it was, it was, and you know, it could mean that basically the tags could just pole vault terrain. So the, um, all the buildings were just not tall enough to be able much. to get total yeah. cover for a tag. There was a couple, and that was it. 
Um, and it meant that he went first and his first turn, he just, and there was one building I could hide my avatar behind because I knew he had a Marut. Sure. And I'm like, he's going to beat me hands down in a firefight with a Marut in, in the active. So I hid it. And um, he, yeah, he was able to just basically gut my order pool. Um, and there was not a lot I could do. My turn, I got his data tracker. I mean, his designated data with my data tracker. Um, and then after that, it, it pretty much was the avatar. So Sorry, that was in DCAP? DCAP, yeah. Where the... Um, Got to destroy get, the designated target yeah, with your data tracker. Getting the designated target with your data LTs. tracker gets you five points, mm. which is half of the points mm. of the missions. Yeah, and then kill you, more LTs, kill more points. Sure. Um, and so then my turn went, and I managed to put more some wounds on the Marut, but... He managed to get out of cut into cover out of line of sight, and I just the next the final turn I had like two orders left, and there wasn't much I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a classic example. And what it taught me with that list is that I need to have some kind of redundancy in going second. I need to have some kind of arrow presence because it's not so much something coming out and hunting the avatar. I'm not really worried about that. It's other stuff. You know, it's hunting my other stuff and reducing the orders for the avatar and other stuff to then be able to do stuff. Yeah, so rather um, than headhunting, just cutting yeah. you off at the, at the legs, yeah. really, yeah. so that there's no, yeah. there's no order pool that you can feed to it. Mm. It didn't help that Ryan rolled nine crits the entire game and I rolled zero, or maybe, I think one crit to dodge and that was it. So I was like, you know, he went first, had a heap of crits. He played it well, like he played it phenomenally well. Um, Crits just really oh yeah, especially when you, your specular player. runs into combat with a um, and I think it was an Aspar or something. It was a hacker. It wasn't great. And specular ran into close combat. He was on like I don't know, terrible any crit. And so you're rolling for like twenty six or something, twenty seven, twenty four, twenty four, and then and I rolled like a four and he okay. crit. <laughs> and I was like, all right, and that was my first turn, and I was like, it's gonna be one of those games. I yeah. just knew it was not gonna be a good rolling game for me, and it wasn't so. And I mean, when, yeah. when it comes to close combat as well, that is always something that you do have to consider because it is one die versus mm. one die. Mm. So it can really go... If you if you roll that terrible number, it doesn't matter if they've only got close combat 14 mm. and you've got close combat 22 with martial arts level 3. I think three. he was on like fours to hit and he rolled a four. Sure. And I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, I don't feel so good about this one right now. <laughs> And I'm like, right, I just, I just got to get a 16 or better. And then I, I'm out of, the, out of the shit and I rolled a four as well. And I was yep. like, <laughs> it's not, not looking well. Um, the first game went well. I played, I grudged Jono, who's a really good player, who's been through an interplanetario. Um, yeah, he's been over in Europe. Yeah, he's living in Europe and Germany at the moment. So he ducked down to interplanetario. As you do. As you do. For a, for a couple of games down there. And um, he did really well there. Um, I think he was the best place Australian off the top of my head. Was there um, any other strands? Yeah, there was. There? there was a few others. There was. Um, I know that. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name. That's someone terrible. Else, someone else was there. Someone else. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few Aussies there. Um, Hector wasn't there, considering he's Spanish. N- no, right? no, he wasn't there. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, um, but he did well, and um, and uh, yeah, so I. Um, I played him and I grudged him because Jono, every, Jono used to live here and every time I used to play Jono, he would beat me in the last order of the last turn and it would swing like from like, you know, a minor win to me to a major to him. Sure. And this 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 particular game, it was my turn and uh, I won on the last order of the last turn with uh, with the Sogarat so foyer back managing to go and pick up um, one of the supply crates in um, supplies, so... Um, it, it ended up being, I think, a, a six-three win to me. Great. Um, and um, yeah, Jono, 
John, I got a I got a minor out of that. And then round two, I played. Who did I play round two? Oh boy, it's getting to that point of the night. No, I didn't play me. Nick. Um, I played I played Ryan on round two. Alex <laughs> played Alex. So um, I haven't played Alex before. He plays Hockey Islam. Uh huh. And um, I was running my avatar list, and um, I don't remember much of the game. Was um, it Assassin Brian? Yeah, Assassin's. So I, 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 yeah, I yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was a good game. Um, he pushed a um, a, a, a uh, Harris. Um, what's the jumpy? Not not jumpy. Um, if he's if it's the same thing I had at the Asawara with Asawara. Yeah, it's a big he pushed heavy, a big pushed heavy infantry a, dude. Yeah. He's a brilliant shot, BS fourteen. Yeah, he, he pushed a he pushed a Harris as a Weira link down the table to fight my avatar, and he just didn't have the orders. Mm-hmm. And he got there and had like one order to hit the avatar. It's not going to cut the. It's not going to do it. Uh, unfortunately, I crit him with an explosive round. Okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and that was, and then it went down, and then and then the, the two moves that were with him on my turn were straight on the chopping block, and I. I ran a, uh, a Kurgat around the corner and just hit one of them with a boarding shotgun and the template hit the other one and they were yep. both dead. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a pretty brutal game. Um, so I think it ended up being 10-1 or 10-2 to me in that uh-huh. game. Um, in the last round, I played Ryan. Um, and we were both playing for you know either top table or you know, first or second. Um, and yeah, he had that, that list that he pretty much beat me with in the last game. Um, so it was... So uh, does that mean Ryan took second place? He took second. Now, the interesting thing is, Ryan forgot to add two points into one of his missions. Hector won by one point. Ooh. So had Ryan have uh, added his two points, he would have won overall. It was all spicy. <laughs> I found that out the other day. So I'm sorry, Ryan, for revealing your secrets. Um, so yeah, uh, it reminds me of a tournament that happened to me. As well, a little while ago, where I won because another opponent who came second forgot to add points, and then realised later on. Um, so it happens, like you know. But it's at the end of the day, if you if you forget to add points, the onus is on you, not on the tournaments organisers. Yeah. So You're, yeah. you fill that in, yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. before Nick goes on to his round, I got one question for you because you mentioned you and Ryan, you had the specular, yeah, and that mission has a data tracker mm. now. Who did you have as your data tracker? Because normally, if you get first turn, there's an easy choice. It's a specular. Nah, I um I put it on the the uh, grenade wielding um uh, crack rock because he ended up rolling um six four movement and Ryan didn't have an arrow on him and so I moved him six four with impetuous and then with an spec order spec fighter grenade and this cost me no like one order and that was it. I don't um, think impetuous troops can be a data tracker. Um, I yeah, think they, they can. They, it's just they can't be rems. Yeah. And irregular is what you're thinking of. Oh, irregular yeah. can't be yeah, a data tracker. Yeah, yeah. Impetuous guys can't attach they, to. They can't the be Xenotech. attached to Xenotech. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and that was that was that was a good trade. But I still didn't have many orders left because he gutted my order pool. So. I just I just wanted to yeah. know because that that decision when you because if you go first you're probably going to take take this. Yeah. speculate more often than not that list is really lucky because there's four solid options to be a data tracker in that list mm. and that's why I like it um, so I pretty much just look at because I got you know I can hold you, know, you don't declare data tracker until you're deployed mm. I can pretty much see where my enemy is and go it's going to be this model and that's that's it and I just deploy four on a line and I go who's it going to be mm. um, and if I'm going you know second obviously in terms of deployment it's an even better advantage so yeah 
Yeah, cool. I, I had um, a couple of interesting games. My first game was against uh, Russell, who mm. was actually who was running the tournament, um, and he was playing Morats. Monkeys. Uh, yeah, the monkey monkey boys. Now, I, uh, I won the lieutenant. We were playing Supplies. I won the uh, lieutenant role, and I elected to take deployment, and he so he took the first turn. Um, I'd set because I set up a TR bot, set up um, a couple of nice ARO pieces. Um, he had he was running um, a limited insertion list and had the what's the Morat tag? Raichu. The right he had the the Raichu. No, Raichu is a Pokemon. He had a Raichu. Oh, whatever, it's all the same. <laughs> Someone please paint Raichu as a Raichu as a Raichu. I, even, yeah. I, I wasn't into Pokemon, so I was. I think I was a bit too young for that shit. Um, so yeah, he had a Raichu and he had the um, the guy with the foyer back in full auto. Um, Sogarat. Sogarat. My man. Yep, your your boy. Mm. And um, yeah, he advanced up the table with his uh, with his right show, and I managed to crit it twice in a row with the uh, with the TR bot. You filthy and, boy! And um, and uh, then so I was I was doing astonishingly well and just really throwing apart his entire force. Uh, in in the first turn, managed to take out the right show, managed to take out the foyer back um, Sogarat. Yeah, yeah, the Sogarat with the full auto in turn two managed to take out a few other key pieces, and then um, was doing so well, unbeknownst to me, I'd uh, taken out so much of his force that I'd put him into retreat. Mm, juicy, which I didn't realize. Um, now I'm not sure what point is supposed to announce that he's in retreat, but um, well, if you put him in retreat in your turn, it's at the start of his turn he announces it. Okay, well maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. So that's... I'd also like to point yeah. out that did he have any more rats left? Yes. Because they're all immune to retreat. Of course, yeah, which um, is beneficial for him because he's in retreat, exactly. but he can he can go push buttons and stuff he like that. He can still use them. Yeah. And so while he was still in retreat, um, he managed to. I by this stage it was in supplies. I'd picked up one of the supply boxes, mm. and um, thinking I had a full turn left, um, have just sort of set myself up ready to go and take the other ones in the third turn. Mm. Uh, his third turn rolls around. He. Drops some smoke with his last order, runs across, opens the supply box, picks it up, and as he put the the last order down, he's announced. And as the last turn of the game, I'll roll the die and see if I can uh, can can open this box. And as he said that, I'm thinking, while he announced this is the last order of the game, I've got my whole turn ahead of me. No. And uh, so he rolled successfully, rolled, picked up the picked up the box, and it was a draw. And, um, and so, so I was absolutely devastated because that own, that's the second time that's happened to me mm. where I've had uh, a defeat snatched from the jaws of victory, so to speak. And uh, you are actually the master of that. I don't think I've heard <laughs> mate, of anyone remember else. That game I played with you the other week, where I put you like in retreat almost in the first turn. That's right. Didn't I mean, you... you saw me. I was thinking the whole time, like, can't kill that because you're going retreat. Like, it's. And You've got to be very that's right. mindful of it. The whole time you were thinking that way, I was on the other side of the table you asked thinking me, like, to myself, why don't you just wipe me out? Yeah. Because there was more turns to happen. Because I wanted to keep you to... going until like you had a third turn. You had your third turn in retreat. I would be basically not having to move and get points. Exactly. Mm. Um, so I ended up. it ended up being a draw for the first round, even though it should have been a crushing victory. Uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to or... the <laughs> to the forces of the in the imperial service, which was uh, which was quite annoying, but um, the, these things happen, um, and I'm I'm sure I'll learn one day that um, even if I'm I just got I just my, I just got the I was just seeing red and just wanted to keep killing more things, 
And so um, oh, I'm sure I'll learn one day that, uh, that, that that's not the best way to go about it sometimes mm. for certain missions. Um, so then the second round, I was up against Ryan, who you faced in the, in the third round. Mm. And he just managed to really um, give me, a, not necessarily a bit of a schooling, but um, it was a 10-0 uh, win to, to Ryan. Oh, he spanked um, you. A little bit. Mm. <laughs> and, um, did he use lube? Uh, no, no. Did you do it by the second turn? No, we did That's have a, fine. We, we had a, did that to me just recently. Yeah, we, we did we did play a third turn. Um, there was a few lucky crits in there. Like there was a one point where my um, I'd walked on my uh, Garuda drop troop from the side of the table, and he sort of walked up on the side of the building in cover, first face to face roll. I've got three decent hits, and uh, uh, Ryan rolls a crit on his roll. Mm. Um, which uh, which kind of which put him out of action um, as as it does, and um, yeah, it was it, it, it was also I guess against a force that I'm not super familiar with. He was running the Marut as well, mm. um, and the Marut really did quite a lot of work yeah. taking out my order pool mm. um, because I didn't again I didn't have very many things that were able to take care of it. Um, I think the only thing that he really was scared of was um, was was the pistols from the Quang Shi. Because um, they crit. Because they crit, and, and, and they did manage to get one crit. Excellent. Um, I managed to take off two wounds in ARO, and then, but he had enough orders in the, uh, at the end of his second, to, at the end of his first turn, to just waltz his uh, Marut right back to his deployment zone, and then managed to repair it straight back up. Mm. So it, um, so it didn't even manage to, to get down. And I don't, I'm, I might have taken out maybe two models. From, yeah. from his entire force. Yeah. So it, it was um, he, he, with surgical precision. He he took me apart. Mm. Um, third game coming up against Val, who's another Imperial Service player who I've played quite a few times, and um, that was that came it down to a 10-0 for me mm. uh, in in decap. So um, it was uh, in that 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 round. I uh, did I go first? Yeah, I went first, and um, it's such a huge. Thing going first and decap. That's right. Yeah, mm. he had he did so Val picked the pick sides and he did get the side that did have better deployment and he managed to put his HVT in like a little nook in mm. the side of a building so it was very well protected. Um, so I did have to spend quite a few orders, cautious moving, and um, getting my my Sujan in the right position that he was able to see. The HVT and or the the designated target and not get a whole bunch of AROs, um, but in the first turn still managed to take it out and then just basically castled up from there around my HVT, um, and then by the end managed to take out his lieutenant and, mm. and, and a few other things as well. So um, so yeah, it was it was a good fun day. Had a um, absolutely great great time with a real great group of guys. And there was a a, a, a brand new player was there as well, which is um, Gavin. Uh, yeah, uh, Gavin, who's uh, I believe it was his first time actually playing at three hundred points. Yeah, um, he had posted a few days prior on the Infinity Melbourne uh, Facebook group, uh, saying asking if anyone was available for games on Sunday, and I commented saying that well, if you're available on the Saturday, there's actually going to be three games that you can play because there's a tournament on. Mm. And um, initially, he wasn't able to go, but then he managed to convince his missus to let him out for the day, and. Um, yeah, came along and I think he had a great time as well. Yeah, so, I think he did. Yeah, we've we've recently had a, a, a bit of a, a a bit of a boon in a few, quite a few new players coming on the scene in 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 the Melbourne area, which yeah, is which is great. New handful. 
Yeah. Mm. So I think four or five guys. Yeah. I think I happened to be, happened to be playing uh, Luke when Gavin and all that were having a game, or at least two new players that were very new to it. Yep. So yeah, we just sat there and just like, if you need, if you need any help, mm. just ask us about a rule and we'll probably hopefully know the answer to it. Yeah, and I, I know Julian, you've had a couple of games with some of those guys. I've had a, yeah. a, a game or two with some of them as well. So it's um it's great to see the um the community picking up a little bit. Um, what about yourself, Jacob? You've had many new many games uh, recently. Uh, I had yeah, I've ha- had a couple. One that I'm uh, I've been told to keep secret, uh, both to protect uh, my dignity and um, Julian's, Julian's potential CanCon list. Yeah, potential CanCon list. Um, well, I just Julian was mean. Oh, I wasn't mean. I mean, I didn't use any lube, but you know. Yeah. No, I, it was it, it was it was. Um, it was a, a list that I, I learned a valuable lesson from. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take that as uh, a victory as far as learning to play the game. Um, I had a, I did have a game against uh, Luke uh, using, the, uh, using his Morats. Yep. So CanCon's going to have quite a few um, monkey representatives uh, coming out, which is good because... Um, I think they've got a great upgrade in the recent um, update. Um, so his his list was had the Foy Black Sogarat, um, as well as I think everybody loves that guy these days. Oh, he it is. is there, there, there is there is no reason not to love him. It must must be after our, our last episode where we oh, would not stop raving about him. Well, Mate, I'm a what can I say? I'm a trendsetter. I come onto a podcast. I talk about the Avatar. Now everyone's playing the Avatar at CanCon. It's like, <laughs> you know, you know what's going to happen, right? I'm, I'm going to talk it up, and all the Combine players are going to come, you know, playing Avatars, and I'm going to rock up, and I'm going to run like a, you know, a, a Skivora or um, or Caronted uh, or a Sphinx, and everyone's going to be like, oh, what's this? <laughs> Nobody's going to have any idea what to do. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, a Sphinx! What the fuck? <laughs> or even better, I'll run what's its name, the um, the HI. Uh, TO camo that's S5 I'm not sure what that is uh, uh, anathematic anathematic and they'll be like a 40 mil camo marker what's this it must be a sphinx and then a plasma rifle will appear and they'll be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah except your anathematic gets squashed no it won't <laughs> fucking have you seen it three burst plasma rifle putting people at next nine it's pretty pretty brutal when you think about it yeah you get three hits and them six saves which is quite brutal also one of the greatest I think combined army models that they've got, especially oh, con- especially considering how old it is. Anyway, yeah. so I was, uh, oh yeah, playing Luke had the he had the Sogarat, he had a uh, uh, a and Preta battery. Um, he was trying out the new Rodok profile, the Killer Hackier um, device, um, and then a team of, of robots that was the HMG as well as the Total Reaction HMG as well as the M drone. Um, I was taking one of my uh, CanCon lists for, uh, I think I'm doing Supply Supremacy and I'm not sure whether it's going to go for another um, uh, another uh, competition. Had a four-man, three-man, uh, Mermelon, Link, Hector, Machion and one, Ajax and another. Um, and a couple of, f- a few other pieces. Uh, so we, ha- we had that game and it was, it was, a really good game. I think it ended up being seven three or seven two. I made a mistake at the very end of not stopping him getting um, secure HVT. Sure. 
Uh, that's I, something that's that's something that you can easily overlook as well, uh, particularly in, in missions which have got two classified mm, objectives. Mm, You'll like mm. the person might get that one classified and you're like, objective. Oh, he's done with his classifieds. Exactly. They'll get one during um, the game, and then um, at the end of it, you're like, the, they might have the last turn. You're like, oh shit, he's now just circling around my HVT, and I didn't even think of that. And it was yeah, it was the security. You're like, oh. This, oh, is no. not, this is this is not going to end bad. <laughs> I, I went first, so I had obviously put down my uh, HVT first. He got the Zerat, infiltrated it on a happened to have like uh, had a uh, helicopter platform above it, so we just popped it there prone and left there for the entire game. Um, and the reason I didn't try and secure it, as I was we were playing firefight, and I was scared of him getting rid of an expensive, kind of resilient, but kind of not so resilient. Um, piece it was about 40 points I didn't want him to kill that um, so it was a it was a good game he used a Sogarat as well as he possibly um, could have he got unfortunate he had an unfortunate like that I got a Myrmidon uh, chain rifle so 16 point dude pulled a monofilament close combat weapon yeah. out of the box and with I think my last order went around the corner and cut the Sogarat in half. Oh um, and, I, and I didn't crit either, so that was really unlucky for him because he could have actually survived that. Um, so that was really unfortunate for him. Um, that's that's making me mad right now. Like, that poor guy, you know? I, I, I saw, Think about his little monkey family back home. <laughs> yeah. And he... Um, and we, ha- we, had, we had a little... Um, we, we made we made uh, one mistake with his M drone. Uh, we both thought it had mimetism because I'm used to Aleph. I think all the robots except for the probots get climbing plus, and so mm-hmm. the one extra point. I thought it was the same for combine. They all got mimetism. No, just the Q drones. Just the TR bot. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Which I'm not. I'm not mad at that it happened. The only thing I'm I'm mad at is Ajax did roll to fire at it and did roll. Th- Three tens while it was in suppressive, which is three crits. So instantly wiped off the board. So it sounds like you're mad. No, I just I'm mad that I didn't get to take a picture and put it on Facebook. <laughs> um, because then Ajax proceeded to assault into that one, smack it, assault into the next thing, uh, next thing, smack it, and then kill a um, uh, kill a uh, kill a um, hacker uh, hacker e drone. The 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 Evo 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so Which in assault, that's where you get to move, move, and attack. Is you get to use your entire movement as a short skill to but get only into close combat. Line of sight at yeah, the start. Sure. Yep. Yeah. It's like a charge almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that one you have to make a decision between shooting a, uh, a, a Spitfire, Myrmidon, or Ajax. And Ajax was coming at his face, so we decided to go for Ajax. Um, and I, I banged on him being able to take the armor saves. I think I'm well, to his. Uh, unfortunately for him, I think he just missed. Mm. Um, but yeah, he he did really well to bring him back to a. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was just a minor victory um, for me, and it was just. I mean, I think I think partly my dice were hot um, during that game. But the other the other thing that happened in that game was I happened to draw as Steel Phalanx, uh, one of the classic because there's two classifieds in Firefight. I managed to draw the classified Predator. And that's the conditions for Predator to get one point from it is uh, is kill in Malay two enemy models. 
it has a bonus where if you kill three enemy models, you get an extra point. So I got two classified objective points with one card. The other one I had was sabotage. I couldn't do. Um, yeah, and that's that's an interesting change we've seen with the new uh, with the new classified you. deck. Uh, is I cut there's I think there's there might be two or three there's, classifieds. There's one more classified that has a bonus, which is the um, you have to be in it's, it's capture. You have to be in Civivac with their um, HVT, and if you get it back to your either your side or your deployment zone, you get you get an extra point. points for it. Yeah, and one more has a bonus, which is like plus three to your whip roll if you have a line of sight to mm. the HVT. And there's other ones in missions like we the the global symbol gives a, a supremacy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah but I, but I mean actual cards, On the cards where, 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 where the card itself can be more worth more than just one point at mm. the end of the game. Mm. Um, which which is an interesting um, interesting thing to consider if you are to draw that card. Mm. Like if you if you draw something like Predator uh, playing Steel Steel Phalanx, for example, I think it'd be a no brainer mm. to take it because you've or JSA or JSA. You've got very mm. uh, very uh, close combat orientated mm. forces um, to roll the dice on on uh, on a different faction that might have maybe one or two pieces in your army that are decent in close combat. Um, for the potential but then in saying that to get the extra point you still need to kill three things I haven't drawn Predator in all the games I've played for I've, CanCon I've, like, not draw, I've not drawn it myself either but that's, but that's in, in, say, in saying that we're both going to draw it come come the time well I, I've drawn bloody the the you know veteran the net undermining oh, that's such a shit mission <laughs> it, well you say that but I play still Phalanx where everything is veteran yeah. and oh, in, in Combine I have a lot of stuff that can do it as well but it's just it's just a shit mission to do I just but net undermined is so easy because just you just have to get half. into the half of the roll table the and roll like a die it is the most easiest oh, one to do it's not Ned one I'm thinking of it's another one you're thinking like of a different that. one yeah. yeah I can't remember though it, it, it could be the one the HVT yeah there's yeah. one with the HVT I think you have to get in base space contact and, and do a whip roll yeah, on it yeah. yeah and it's not easy to do with the models I have in combine at the very least yeah isn't isn't the um, avatar and uh, the specular uh, are they um, they can both do it yeah, just yeah. run up an avatar. And just yeah, I haven't had a mission. I haven't had that happen where I've had the avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe we should move on to our uh, our final topic. Yeah, so so uh, the we just wanted to, I guess, we, yeah, we've covered on our, our our recent games and that sort of thing. One, the main topic for today we wanted to talk about is going to be uh, going to be list building. So mm. uh, we just wanted to have a bit of a chat about sort of the different approaches that we take to list building, um, how that that sort of philosophy, and even down. Oh, excuse me. Even down to uh, like the actual process that we go through when we're when we're building a list. So, Julian, did you want to start us off on on for, for what's it look like for yourself? Oh, okay. You throwing me under the bus, Adrian? Thought every, about every time. Oh, just all right. Fine we, then. We, we, we Julian, did, we I'll did, give you a pass this time. Jacob, take it away. We did just mention that we have a bunch of new players. So, and I know that the answer is going to be for everyone here. What do we use to actually build our army? Because Warhammer has a whole bunch of third party stuff. What did, what do you use, Julian? I use the the army app, official army app, yeah. army, army, yeah. army yeah. builder. Yeah. On so, I I do it on the computer. I, I hate the computer because it it's phone. in the weirdest order ever. Whenever I'm, I'm taking a shit at work, I'm on my phone on army builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it um, 
having to flick back between the... Your reaction was so, like, not sure. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. No, it's because I'm thinking... Because that's me as well. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, the fact that, like, the way that it's built, where you have the one page where it's got all the units, and then it's got the different page where you've got your army. Yeah. Whereas on the computer, I can actually see it all at, at the same place. And then if I want to look at the weapons, it'll give me an overlay of the weapons on top. Mm. If I want to do the filters, it's it's easy to access i only use the mobile app if i've forgotten to print out my list when i go to play a game the ultimate thing would be on the tablet but yeah i can't at work pull out my tablet and walk into the toilet with it now can i why not <laughs> mate if, if if blokes at work and have wanks at work like you know i think you can do anything in the Julian, what kind of a workplace are you in i'm in construction that's what I'm in. Like people, people are like that, mate. They're fucking grotty. You should see some of these these bloody site toilets that are there, mate. I went to one today and I could not tell the toilet bowl apart from the skid marks. It was fucked. Yeah. Have you had one of you do your um, guys tip over one of the porta potties on somebody? Oh no. No, no. But so, we had so <laughs> list building. Yeah, list building. List building. List building. So what's what's the first thing you do when you open up Army Builder? Maybe there's a tournament coming up. And you want to build a list. What is the first buttons you press, and why do you press those buttons? I always go for generally midfield. It combines the exception because they don't get many good options, but it's similar. I always generally go for midfield skirmishes if it's a not a non-kill based mission, but most of them aren't. Um, so like your mind layer infantry. Yeah, your mind layers, fort observers, and I think that's an overhang for me for playing so much Ariadna for so long. Mm. Um, I find such a such, such safety in having those four deploy skirmishes. I think that's um, something that influences a lot of your list building. Which yeah, you, well, even if you look at combine, like I don't take like shroud for example, but I take crackrots, which do a very similar role mm-hmm. um, because they start up a little bit further forward. They're they're dodging beasts, so if you get warbands running at them shooting chain rifles, I'm like, cool. I just dodge on a thirteen or a sixteen, depending on what I get, or I'll throw a grenade at you at sixteen and probably kill you. So, so, you, so your first consideration when you start building a list is how do I protect that midfield if I like this I guess my, my consideration is is I look at how I'm going to force my opponent to play my game not play theirs and so I pick units that are not that, that force the opponent to either expend orders inefficiently doing stuff mm-hmm. so that might be inefficiently going up to a button and having to destroy a mine on the way in or a, or a, um, a decoy camera marker or whatever it may be in order to push that button for fear of a mine going off or for fear for it being a, a camo that surprised boarding shotguns or whatever. So I, I always look at, at, at ways... Uh, uh, I'm a real big short ARO player and a lot of my lists are built as such where I... I, I, I t- and that's why I tend to gravitate towards skirmishes um, as my first selection. When, when you say short ARO... So chain rifles, boarding so shotguns... something that's effective in close range. Yeah, yeah. And I find that's often the best... For me, at the very least, the best way of doing it because... As opposed to a TR bot or a yeah, camera sniper yeah, or something. Yeah, like I will take them, but yeah. um, I don't... I just... I find for me, and I don't know if it's my dice or it's... I just find those units not effective for me as a, as a player. So mm-hmm. I like to, to play the mid-range, close-range ARO game. And you see that in all my combine lists. I've got... I always take two Wickedrons generally. I always take two Crackcrots. And I've generally got Datarazi in there. And they all feel that close range, um, you know, 
uh, shorter arrow game. And it's the same if I take a Rodok KHD. He's got a boarding shotgun, so generally he's hiding somewhere that he's playing that short-range hacking game with a whole stack of repeaters, but he's also sitting there as a boarding shotgun holding up a, a, an access route. And th there's two reasons to that, because unless you're having to stop people from pushing buttons, and then, I'll, then I will have long-range arrow pieces, but if it's a mission where they have to come at you to do things, you're fighting them on your terms. They're not fighting you on your terms. Um, and so that's where I always like to build my lists around is I like to build lists that make my opponent play on my terms um, and where I can dictate how I want to go around playing the game. So what about you? What about you? Yeah, what's, I mean, your, what's your first thing well, you think Well, no, about? like, it, it really depends on what army, I, what army I'm building. The armies that I've been, the army lists I've been playing around with lately, obviously I, I'm a Eugene player. I, I've not actually delved into any other factions as yet, apart from Eugene and its sectorials. Yeah. So uh, building a Eugene list... I think it's a rare amount of dedication to a particular yeah, faction. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll branch out one day. Um, I'm... Just not yet, you know. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just in my comfort zone. I like, I like where I am right now. Um, so, like, I totally agree with with Julian's take on midfield skirmishes. Mm. When I'm uh, building a, a vanilla Yujing list, the first thing that I'll go to will be to Guilang, which are infiltrating. They've got a, uh, a forward observer option, and the forward observer option's also got that deployable repeater, which means you can not, you're not only getting a a, a midfield specialist but he's also got MSV1 someone who's great at hunting other camo field camo he doesn't pieces. grenades doesn't he no no, no. Um, but he but they do have I think they might have anti-personal mines they've got uh, they've got Most mines do. that they yeah. don't have mine layer yeah. but he's, he's also got a deployable repeater mm. which means you can that gives you the ability to then spread a bit of a uh, a bit of a net to mm. um, to, to impact on your uh, on your hacking uh, hacking game in saying that uh Moving on to like if I was to build a list for Imperial Service, Imperial Service do not have anything that can do that role. Mm. The only infiltrator that they have is the uh, is the the ninja. They've got four deployment level in two the of... uh, in the form of the Camran, yeah. um, which has also got uh, Hollow Echo uh, level two. So it can, it's it's not Hollow Hollow Echo. I wouldn't say is as effective a blocker as camo markers because camo markers can be mines and that sort of thing um whereas in the in the in the aro the um you don't get surprise shot from a uh from a from a hollow echo uh it's it's more just something that your opponent is going to have to spend half their order on to shoot at and see if it's real hmm. um so imperial service are quite lacking on that front um to be honest the first thing that i go to when i build an imperial service list is the Celestial Guard with the Quangxi controller de control device. The second thing that I go to Get that is, is potentially eight Quangxi. Um, the, th the third thing is Sofitex. That's right. And the fourth thing, probably a ninja. Uh, a I've, no, so I've, I've actually seen you with a ninja. I've, I've been leaving the ninjas out of my list quite a bit recently because it Jones is making a face. It's, <laughs> it's just not. I haven't. I've never really been very effective with it. That's fair and enough. It's. Um, Particular, like the one that I would always. Use I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with you. <laughs> I'm just, just joking. It's all right. Yeah, no, that's, and that, that, that's fine. We can. We're mm. happy to have heated oh. discussion. But no, um, no, you, you, you. Yeah. I, I've, 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 I. Maybe it's just the way that I've been trying to play it, but I've never been it's very, a very effective with it. It's, it, it's a very squishy piece. That's right. And and if you don't re camo, you're screwed. Yep. And it doesn't dodge well because it's not got no. great fizz. 
So if you get a chain rifle, you're probably going to die. Um, if you get hit by a mine, you're probably going to die. Um, and even though it's a KHD, it's not that amazing as a killer hacker device. Mm, it's only whip 13, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not yeah. terrible. So, I mean, it's, it, it is a bit of a finesse piece, and maybe I'm just not a finesse player. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm better at punching things in the face with a Sujan. Speaking of I think not, so. <laughs> speaking of not being a finesse player, uh, would I, when I play, because uh, I've only really, I, I, when I started, I decided to pick one faction sectorial, get good at that, and then branch out, uh, or get better at that, um, and then branch out. So Steel Phalanx don't have mid-range skirmishes. No, they're not a thing. That's why I don't play them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they don't have an order battery. Sure. So the first thing I generally tend to do is take a look at what I feel I need for the mission I'm building the list for, uh, put those into Army Builder, and then find out what nice pieces I can put around that. Mm. Um, there are some things that uh, I wouldn't say. I don't think I wouldn't say are like must-haves or must-includes, um, but I always like to try and get as I always try and get at least a four-man Enimitarkos uh, link somewhere, whether that has to be a um, Thrakatai one or it has to be a uh, Merlinor one. Depends on the mission. When you, when you say that you'll, you'll look for things that can complete the mission, are you going as specific as, for example, in... Uh, uh, what's that quadruple control mission that's at CanCon? Supremacy. Supremacy. Uh, hackers get... Uh, two dice and plus three when they're touching the points. Are you going to then focus on hackers for that mission? Or is it something where you just want to have enough specialists to be able to push the buttons? Maybe maybe I'm building um, my Steel Phalanx lists wrong, but especially, it, it, Supremacy is a good example where specialists can press those buttons. So for me, it was getting the right specialists um, in that list. The, the, the reason for that is because that, that list has to play a whole bunch of other missions where me putting in a hacker specifically um, was... It's just something I, I couldn't manage. Uh, and part of it is mostly because of like a, a fear of other other things happening. But I still am cognizant that i got to have some specialist to press this button, some specialist to push this button. And... As far as supremacy is concerned, steel phalanx are pretty hard. Can be if you put them in the right place, they can be pretty hard to remove. Sure. Um, and I think for a lot of people in supremacy, they're going to find that more than likely they're not going to be able to get more than the two buttons on their side. Yeah. Right. I I, I, I did it in one game, but that's because by like the th- my third turn, I just roll past most of my opponent and I was like okay I'll touch that because I get an extra point for that that's my maximum amount of points for but I'm expecting I'm getting prepared for a difficult game or a a challenging game and therefore I'm happy to just press those two buttons and um, deal with capturing the zones more yeah Um, what's your take Julian on 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 talking about specialists in your list um I'm not sure if it's the same for you, but I mean, what I find is generally I, I won't, unless it's like a mission that's got like mm. nine buttons on the table that you need to push all yeah. of them or something like that. I'm not really going out of my way to get a whole lot of specialists in there. Just generally the way that I build lists 
tend to have mm. a few in there already. So I'll always, I'll generally always have a doctor or an engineer just yeah. because they're good to have. I'll, I'll always have a hacker because I tend to take a lot of remotes. Mm. So I have to, um, and, and, and that sort of thing. I find that my lists, the, the, the specialists come as a result of complementing certain units in the army. Um, unless, as you said, it's particularly specialist heavy mission like um, tic-tac-toe or mm-hmm. something like that, then I'll, I'll you'll see, like, for example, if I'm playing TAC or Ariadna, you'll see a heap of Strelox. Or if I'm playing Combine, you'll probably see a Shrouded here and there. Um, or if it's JSA, you'll see Ninjas. Um, because those are the, the, you, you're still building a list around the mission, and that's what I am as a player. Um, what I find is that the generally I'll be selecting stuff to com- complement the army. So for example, if I'm playing TAC, I know my strong point generally isn't in survivability. I can't survive a firefight unless I, you know, I'm boarding shotgunning people and I get lucky. Um, the way I basically will play the list is by slowing down, making things inefficient and, and forcing people to, to, to spend more orders than they necessarily have to, um, to get what they need to get done. And then I'll move around that. And so in saying that, what you'll see is then you'll see stuff like Strelox with Mine Layer. Um, you'll see things with Mimitism that take dice away. Um, and so that's that's what I tend to do. In terms of adding then specialists on top of that, if you look at, for example, the way I play Combined, you'll see something like a Rodok killer hacking device. And he's not there to push buttons necessarily, even though he can be incredibly effective at doing that. What he's there is to basically protect either um, my avatar or the, uh, the the Nexus operative hacker device, who's generally not my LT, wink, wink. <laughs> um, and he's, he's just there to be a screen for other hackers and, yeah. and to potentially go and push buttons if he has to. Um, but he's not there to push buttons. He's there to complement my list. Um, like Jacob and yourself have said, I'll take a hacker to buff remotes. One thing that I've been increasingly not doing is taking doctors unless I'm playing a heavy infantry list, but that's different because you don't generally play those kinds of lists. 95% of my lists, I'll take an engineer and that's that's it. And that's because I find bots are so, they have so much utility in the game and can do so many things. I'm, I'm a really big fan of REMS in general that having the ability to doctor them and and if they take a wound, they're not going to be completely down. Or sorry, engineer them is huge, and that's why I think engineers should be there. The fact that um, that the remotes can get those two levels of unconscious as well. Huge. If you're not taking yeah. an engineer and you've got remotes, yeah. then you're throwing that in the bin. Exactly. And the other thing is hackers. Hackers putting marksmen on a remote makes them absolutely lethal. I mean, in my game against Luke, he did that on. Um, he did that on my on his uh, M drone, put it in suppressive fire. Mm. That forced me, because I I had um, a moment of Spitfire, could have easily taken it out, but it's now got shock on it. Yeah. And I had, so I'm taking, I'm using... And he's hitting you on on what, like plus three, neg six. Yeah. So he's hitting you on eight, three dice. He's hitting you on zeros minus six, but still, he's still got three dice. If he manages to crit me, boom, I lose 31 points. He did it with 16 points. Mm. Um, so it forced me to use Hector and Ajax who are heavy infantry so the shock doesn't matter but they also don't have the ODD yeah the other thing about about doctors is that doctoring troops is unless that troop's going to potentially win you the game is incredibly order and efficient and you're not you're taking yourself out of the game 
And that's why I don't like taking doctors because if I'm putting orders into doctoring stuff that might help me later in the game, it might not, it's, it's taking me out of the game. So I'd much rather be putting those orders into doing stuff that I can actually then potentially win the game with. So that's why, furthermore, I really like stuff like auto med kits and regen because you're doing that for free and it doesn't matter if they die, it's only cost you an order. If you're doctoring, it's gonna cost you generally minimum two orders unless you've got your power battery, your doctor right next to them. So, mm. um, and, and generally if it's an attack piece, it's that far up the fucking board. You're not gonna be, it's gonna cost you three, four, five orders to do it. And if you're doing that, that's that's like half your turn generally in orders. You know, and that's a, a, you know, what's that? A sixth of your game, you know, I can't do math properly. What's that? Um, I was, I, I like what's what's one sixth in percentage? Sixteen percent. Sixteen percent of your game, you've spent doctoring something, mm. and that's taken you out of the game for sixteen percent of the game. Which, when you think about the amount of orders you spent doing that, that's six orders you could have been pushing a button. When people spent on exactly, else with, with and when people complain, they go, "I spent six orders pushing a button," and you go, "How many orders did you spend doctoring?" And they go, "Oh." Spend about five, and you're like, well, there's your fucking problem. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the six orders you spent there, it's the five orders you lost by not by doing doing the mission. It will matter for, um, it really matter for Imperial Army because Invin- they're no win in cap. Invincible Army. Do what I say. Imperial. <laughs> um, invincible Army, because that no win in cap is sort of like the bot's two unconscious mm. wounds. Um, it, for Steel Phalanx, all your big pieces, all your expensive pieces have no wound um, in cap, and you can generally drag a doctor around with them, so you don't have that separation. Well, no, um, but no, those are rare cases. No wind in cap is still an unconscious state, so mm. you can doctor. Yeah, out exactly. Of it. Mm. Um, but in saying that, when I've been building invincible army lists, I've been leaving doctors out entirely because um, th- there's no doctors that can go in your links. Yeah, so that's you a difficult thing. You can't bring them along with you, and you only generally have like. I mean, I know you get extra orders in Invincible Army, but it's still only realistically 10 orders. That's right. And you don't have the orders to don't, go spending it on Doctor. There's no space in yeah. the list. And yeah. who, who yeah. is... What's the um, other sectorial for Huck Islam? Uh, QK. QK. Kabulkongi. Um, they're, the, they're the only other ones that have a Doctor. Well, I mean, Huck Islam, you should always have a Doctor because they're great. But the Janissaries has, is the only Akbar Doctor in the game and can be in that link. Yeah, but that's what I was talking about that's completely different. Because if you're running a heavy infantry link team, you want them to have a doctor close by or even in the link. Yeah. Um, and that's that's like why I said like heavy infantry is a completely different story. Um, because that you're sinking so much points into one link, you don't mm-hmm. want to be losing that throughout the game. And it's it's a different kind of opportunity cost of doctoring them as opposed to doctoring that sixteen point, you know, specialist that might be able to do the mission. Yeah. When you can spend orders on that doctor or engineer, for example, and go, well, probably going to die, but I'm going to get the mission done. And as much as Still Phalanx is my first love, when I've been building, like, you know, just a theory crafting OSS lists, I'm doing the same thing that Julian mentioned. I'm looking at my lists and saying, oh, I've got lots of robots, so I'll take a software take. That means I've got the engineer. I've got, I happen to have a doctor in that case. I'll take myself. They just throw that in for free. Yeah, that's great. 6-2 movement, no winning cap, 2 yeah, armor. but wait, there's more. No winning cap as well. And whip 15. Um, 
you know, all, all the little pallets. And oh, okay, I've got lots of I've got lots of REM, so I may as well put in. We, we, uh, can, we can all profess our love for the sofa. Tech. Yeah, uh, put in a um, hacker, and by the time I'm finished putting out together my list, inadvertently, I've got a hacker, I've got a forward observer, I've got a doctor, I've got an engineer. Um, I've got all this, so I don't have to concentrate on um, on specialists. And for I think for most armies, especially the vanilla ones, it's not too difficult to sort of get into that sort of position. It's when you start getting into uh, like more rats, for for instance, you really pay a premium to even get a forward observer. And the thing I think a lot of it's like a trap for new players and most experienced players as well. The trap that they get into is like the classic one is what's going on with the avatars at CanCon at the moment. People are like preparing to face avatars. That's fantastic. But what happens if you don't face an avatar? Exactly. Like, and even then you face an avatar, you don't kill the avatar. You got its orders. Like that's the way you deal with an avatar. Mm. If he doesn't have orders, he can't kill anything. Mm -hmm. So what people should be preparing for is in, in a list and putting a list together is preparing for certain situations that might arise from in the active turn or whether that's a reactive turn that allows them to be able to to effectively deal with problems as they arise. So one of those is the classic example. There's a camo marker around the corner. Next turn, you know it's gonna push a button. You go, crap, there's not a lot I can do to get around that corner, discover them and kill them. I've got my 16 point sensor, sensor bot. bot. I run up, I spend an order on the way through, sensor, come around the corner, put marksmanship on it, dead. I've spent four orders, I then push the button myself, because, five orders. Because the sensor bot's a forward observer yep. as well. Yep. I haven't taken that piece to specifically counter certain models. I've taken that piece to fulfill a certain situation that has arisen. If I then lose that piece, and I know that situation's not going to arise later in the game, don't give two shits. I think a lot of people, they'll sit there and they go, oh God, what happens if I encounter a heavy infantry link? What am I going to be able to do to fight it? That's fine. Take something to be able to do that. But don't focus all your efforts on that. Focus on taking stuff that can do certain situations. Like in our game, and with Ryan, I realized, for some reason, I thought, you're Ryan then for a second. I don't know what happened then, Jacob. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about it. I was like, okay, sure. That was a better game. No, no. Um, with, um, with Ryan, where I realized that that my avatar list, I did not have anything to contest a a big rush from a big strong model. Um, whether that be a Marut, whether that be something like Hector or Phoenix, Phoenix in, a in a link or something like that. I didn't have something to contend with those kinds of big pushes. And it wasn't so much dealing with my avatar, it was covering everything else. So mm -hmm. I realized very quickly that I needed something else on my list to contend with that. Um, likewise with my other list, you know, I've realized that in supremacy, it's hugely important having a model that can tie up the enemy's quadrant in supremacy. You take a speculo, you put them on a roof and you go, that's 35 points that is now permanently in that zone. Deal with it. Deal with it. Exactly. So it's taking things to put yourself in certain situations or, or deal with certain situations, not as much as, as taking stuff to deal with certain models or deal with certain types of lists. Um, and it's having a model that has a skill set that can can deal with those certain situations, whether that's a weapon profile, whether that's skills like sensor, whether that's optical mods like surprise shot or full auto or something like that. And I think that's what a lot of new players need to get their head around is having having a toolbox in their army as opposed to one army that does one thing well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And when you go into a tournament um, where you, I guess moving on from this a little bit, mm. you've got two lists, right? For you guys, what differentiates those two? Um, mission? mission for, for me, 
also there's three things i look at the mission i look at the terrain type and then i look at the army that i'm facing oh and then i go okay which two which of these is the worst for me at the moment out of that okay i'm playing combined and i'm playing um nomads i'm not going to take my avatar list okay that's what i have to focus on because of because of the hacking all the hacking and stuff like that um, all right, I'm playing Combine and I'm playing Caledonians, probably not going to take the Avatar list. Um, and so, for example, though, if I come to a table and I go, it's really bad, it's really, terrain's really dense, not going to take the Avatar list. So I tend to go by what is the worst thing in those situations because I can generally make up the other three. And that's the way I tend to go attack a table when I come to it. Yeah, I guess the, the approach that I've been taking, um, I mean... It really depends on on the mission layout. If yeah. you've got, if there is a mission in the mix that, so for example, if you're playing highly classified, then you want to have one of your lists that can definitely fulfil all those objectives that you're going to yeah. get from that deck. Absolutely. Um, and that's the sort of situation where you do want to have um, yeah. have one list that's very much focused on that mission. Then the other two, if it's a three mission, or likewise in firefight where you don't want to have too many specialists. Sure, because that can be a crutch because mm. you'll get your opponents getting points for killing more specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that, like you like you mentioned, one thing that I'm really looking at these days is not necessarily the ability to specifically achieve missions because both of my lists can do get it. can do it, but more so the scenarios that I'm going to be coming up against uh, with with the opponent that I'm facing, Mm. as well as what the table build is. And that's exactly like what happened in my game with Ryan, where I realised people being able to push really hard and aggressively with a big, strong piece isn't so much about that strong piece being able to tank all the shots and stuff like that. It's more about the terrain type that's allowing them to move up freely um, without the fear of getting hit by something. This is basically big enough to be touching all those small buildings all the time and enough. Yeah, cover. pretty much, pretty much. Do do you guys ever maybe look at a tournament, the missions that are coming up? And I know Nick, you only play Yujing and all its sectorials at the moment. Um, but have you, even with that, have you ever looked at a, have you have you ever looked at a tournament uh, and all its missions and decided the army that you regularly play you're not going to play because it's just too difficult at the moment with the way your experience is just too difficult to actually play that list or that army yeah I looked at the, the Gancom missions and I was like not going to take TAC and my reasoning was that there is a few missions there where you need to have survivable armies and mm. TAC is not a survivable they can be but they're not as survivable as something like Combined or even Pano. A couple of lucky discovers and you're losing key pieces. Yeah, and, and crits kill you. Like, crits... The prevalence of shock in the game at the moment, like, you don't have anything, like, with two wounds at all. So you get... Apart from that... The, the venture encounter. But even then, if it's viral and you get crit by viral, you're screwed. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah. Because um, for me personally, I've been trying, as I said before, get better at Steel Phalanx, uh, but I've gone to tournaments that have highly classified and it's a nightmare to make lists that I personally can run in that because I pay a premium for all my specialists. If I take a uh, assault hacking device in my Myrmidons, um, uh, that's uh, the same amount as a Spitfire Myrmidon. It's really hard to make that um, toss-up. And yeah, I can take a robot to complete those missions, 
But then I gotta take that. I gotta. I gotta. He's never played Ariadna before in Pilot Classified. He's no idea what he's talking about and making a hard list. You've never had to take a war driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get. Well, you may never. I yeah. mean, is it in the last in the last deck that yeah. that, 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 oh, that, that existed. Yeah. Yes, that would be yeah. a pain because you're almost guaranteed to get maybe one or two hacking classifieds. But and it's then, even worse now because there's more hacking classifieds. I think there's. No, no I think there's the same. One. I think there's, there's only, exactly the there's same. only one. There's only one that's classified that can only be yeah. done by a hacker. But if you draw that, like what, like you bet, like Murphy's Law says, you're going to draw that and highly but classified. How, but how, but that a war but how much is a war driver? Oh, they're not cheap. They're like, let me check. I don't know. Like they're, they're teens, high teens. Yeah. And and point five SWC, I think. Yeah, but on a model that can't actually complement anything in the the list. You you know what you're yeah. right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about. Yeah. Ariana, but at least you've got those cheaper cheaper orders to put put around. The cheapest that Steel Phoenix got is a really slow twelve point short ranged uh, model. Mm. So the war driver for a defensive hacking device is seventeen points and which half is terrible. SWC, or for the ha- regular hacking device is nineteen points and one SWC. Which but is expensive for a model that does nothing for the. You faction. could almost guarantee that if you when you're paying highly classified that. That seventeen points, other people are going to be paid in. Admittedly, probably what you think, what you think is a better model, um, is the M drone, the Ford Absor- Ford Observer Repeater Satlock Sensor. So Ford. much better, and Ariadna doesn't get access to anything like that. They just pay for Strelocks, which are probably better in other ways. But the thing, the thing that you look at that kind of, we're getting sidetracked. But the thing that you're, um, I think the major thing is that in highly classified. Other factions have a, access to much more utility in that niche. Yeah, exactly. That Ariadna just doesn't get. Exactly. exactly. But, but or even uh, Toraha, because Toraha doesn't get any good hackers at all. A, sim- a, similar, a similar question is uh, if Biotechvore is on the table. <laughs> Again, Ariadna hates that. Of course. Yeah. But if Biotechvore is on the table, do I take a vanilla army or do I take a Sectoral? Yeah. I, and a Sectoral has a huge advantage because exactly. they don't have to spend as many orders getting their links on the table. That's right. Honestly, you've got, when, you have access we, to the link teams. When we played Biotechvore, I couldn't figure out how you could possibly take a vanilla list. Um, the only way I can think about it is probably uh, limited insertion and then burning all of your um, command tokens, command tokens well, to you, you, combine you take them limited insertion and you take something with either Sutejos or Inspiring Presence and but then Sutejos, you get a free command token to move up it, it's every model I think in in that game needs two orders to make it out of the biotech 4 zone because I think it's a move move and it's then 16 inches yeah, so it's two, it's... One order. Yeah, so it's... So it, no, 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 it's... Uh, no, it's two orders. No, it's one order. No, no, because you have to start... Start you, 12, take, you move 16, and then you move 20. I'm pretty sure you... Uh, yeah. the, I was pretty the sure... Biotech 4 zone is an 8... No, it's only an 8-inch deployment zone in Biotech 4. Oh, okay. And it's another 8 inches That's up what it does, to the yeah. edge of the zone. So 16. So it's a full move move, and then a full another order... Yeah, so you have to do two to orders. Get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you... So, so I, long to play Biotech 4. I well yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't figure out how to run a tournament with just terrible missions like biotech war, the grid, the grid. I don't know, no terrible missions that are not terrible because of the scoring. Um, biotech war, highly classified, highly classified, and um, ice room, whatever it is, uh, frostbite, frostbite. Yeah, could do the armory. Oh no, but they have to buy. <laughs> That's how it's off. Where you have, yeah. to, have to find every table with a little armory room to put yeah. down. Um, um, yeah, so uh, what else do we want to talk about on, on, on building armies then? Do, 
do you guys ever find you have an auto-include? Because from experience of playing you, Nick, I would say your auto-include is your Sujan, other than your Quan well, It's it's an auto-include in one of my in one of my lists, definitely. Yeah. Um, for for Imperial Service, um, I really don't. I think the number one auto-include is the Quang Shi. Um, they are so good at I th- I, maybe outside of auto battery stuff because it, like outside of auto batteries because yeah generally you're breaking have, his heart well, but I'm the same <laughs> like if you look at me in combine it's going to be something like a Nicodron or Crack Rocks yeah and this is this is actually this is something interesting with the um, where uh, CB recently published that article uh, talking about the some of the statistics that they've gained from the army app and and, and ITS events they put in what the top three units are mm. for for <laughs> every for every army, on. and they're all they're all line they're all line troops mm. because of course they're going to be the most taken yeah. units because everybody takes one in every single list exactly. Um, what, oh, I mean, Aleph, I imagine would be the Dakini. Uh, still failing thing. Thrakatai was Thrakatai Fort Observer. Yeah, no, they didn't split it into profiles. Oh, it was yeah. just just yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just the unit. Yeah. the unit type. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even 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 in one in my list that has pretty much all Myrmidons, there's still one Myrmidon. I'm, Thrak- I'm not gonna Thrakatai. lie, I had a good chuckle to myself when I saw a Toha. The two top spots was Kaltar and a McCall. I'm like. Filthy Toha players, of course, that's the top number two. Well, hold on, is, but is that the, what you get the, um, the symbiomates and, oh, and heavy okay. flamethrower with Nimbus grenades and yeah, eye and sure. martial arts? It's a yeah, eclipse grenades, it's even worse. Yeah, eclipse grenades, yeah, yeah. McCool, I, I, I reckon McCool are probably one of the most underrated, but they're probably one of the most well rounded units in the game. The fact that they can put double negative mods on people in close combat, that they can heavy flame people. That they can intuitive attack. They're a regular order in a link because you only take them in links. They're mm-hmm. thirteen points. They're just, they're just an amazing. If I was a Toha player, they're not an auto battery unit, but they're an auto include. I thought, I thought you were going to be a Toha player. I, 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 I'm becoming too big. <laughs> you know? I, I did. I did do some uh, theory crafting on that, and the McCool is just you got. Two triads, you just slap them into each of the yeah, triads. Yeah, any triad you put it in as a protection piece for close close ARO's, like I was sure. talking about. And the, the thing is... You burst two flamethrowers in ARO's is juicy. Guys like them exist in other armies in slightly different forms of Dadarazi's close-ish. Mm, mm. But it's the inclusion of the fact that they have a heavy flamethrower, not a chain rifle. And they're better in close combat than most things... Really, realistically. Oh, so. well, almost everything. But that that heavy yeah. thing where you've got the damage fifteen, the burn, they're yeah. just yeah. amazing. Yeah. At what point in the list building process do you guys pick a lieutenant? It depends on the mission and what I'm trying to achieve. Like if it's decap, it's generally going to be the first thing I'll I'll pick, or a mission where it's it's an LT hunting mission. It'll be the first thing I pick because I'm a fan of the the strong LT. Mm-hmm. If it's a, um, it's ge- in fact I'm gonna say most lists is generally the first thing I'll go for, or sure. or sec, or it'll be it'll be within the first hundred and fifty points I spend. One of the one of the first things yeah. that you're picking, yeah, sure. And it's faction focused as well, because like for me, if I'm playing tack, like you can pretty much assume ninety nine out of a hundred games, it's the vet Kazakh AP H and G. It's just that can be a lieutenant. Yeah, it can be. It's one SWC. I kept, I kept thinking them. I always made the colonel colonel him with um thing of being invisible somewhere or the yeah the you, can take, you can take a, um, you can take um, uh, I can't even remember in tech it's been that while since I played them but yeah I just 
I think with Tack, you, you can afford to lose the veteran Kazakh APHMG. You know, if you've lost him generally, you're probably on the back foot anyway. So it's it's kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's a yeah, it's a difficult situation. But I like, I just like the fact that he's, he's a strong tanky LT that if you have to, you can put that LT order into him to get extra mileage. Um, and you can always do that and then reform the link as well. So I, I actually tend to put him in um, now, now that I think about it, um, last. And mm. I think that's more because I'll build the list and then I'll go to the little thing that it has the Hector. X. It says, no, well, it says X. It has a little X. <laughs> I have a little it. thing that has yeah. Hector yeah, has written X, in it. I just go, Pfft. has X and ITS, and I'll click on it and go, oh, you don't have a lieutenant. I don't like, think I've oh, ever shit. seen a game where Jacob doesn't run Hector as his LT. <laughs> well, the, the, the problem is, is he's been really working with for me. <laughs> The, um, extra, the extra particular in these missions is quite strong. The, these missions, uh, he he is yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had I've had ones where he stood there in suppressive fire against a Quan Chi um, link, and he's just gone bam because he can only AO against one of the Quan Chi. He's just like dead Quan Chi. He's like in supremacy. You can have you can, you can have, oh, seventy-one. But not points, only that, you can have points. him in, in in the middle of two quadrants and go on the last turn. If you're going second, mm. I'm going to put seventy points with my LT order here. Seventy had, points with my LT order there. Yeah, I had it's a really game. Strong. I had a game with um, uh, with Kevin, where I just I got I took the middle and I I took my back. I made sure I had my back line because he he was playing Starker, had Ryle in the mm. back. I didn't want Ryle to take my back line. Um, and I just ran Hector up and sat him in his quadrant. I think I think he managed. I think with an entire Daru, uh, what are they called? Uh, is it Darus? Darus. Darus. Yeah. Daru. The Daru sandstorm link. Burst. Not not burst one, two, or three. It's burst. But it took. It took all. As the game goes on, it's like. It took Your burst increases as the game goes on. <laughs> it took all of them to equal 74 points. So they were three points more than Hector. Um, so he can... And he just stood there and just took armor Do you get X-Wises, don't they? Do they? I think they might. And if they do, someone has to mount model... Darude Sandstorm sunglasses oh, onto him. Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Darude Sandstorm headphones onto all their. No, Drews. well, I mean, I know at the very least they get um MSV two. my Darude link. MSV um two sniper. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I... MSV two. You think about the sunglasses? We we we're gonna have to make that now our uh, our official photo for this this uh, episode. The is a uh, photo of Darude. Darude. When you know, when he's on like the the, the stairs. No, 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 no. It's the one who's got, the two, he's um, got the two women on the boat. Yeah, the they don't all have X visors, but a whole bunch of them do. Well, they they are now going to be called the Darude Darus. Um, it, he gives he gives still finding something that they kind of like, which is this nice flexibility. I once used uh, one. Uh, uh, who are we talking about? Hector. Darude or Hector? Hector. Okay. Hector. Um, because in in um when I went to BrizCon, uh, we had hunting party, so I wanted to have uh, I had two of the um, dactyls with the adhesive launchers, and I had I had a similar sort of plan. You were sort of talking about, I mean, they were terribly, you know, I don't know why I took them, but with he- with Hector, I could I-, I could very easily say I've got four man link of uh, myrmidons. I can split that link up and uh, somehow I could split that link up 
um, to include Hector, and then they have like a four man and three man link. Um, and I think Hector can be a leader of the Myrmidons or the Dactyls. Mm. Um, and the, the, the same thing I'm finding in this in this one is I can move him and say, oh, he's leading the Thrakatai, or now he's leading the Myrmidons. Uh, Two wounds, armor five, uh, Spitfire, or plasma rifle with X visor. Um, the only thing I can hope for is to play Firefight and get ODD on him, and he'll be a full moment on it'll be great. <laughs> um, Let's just hope that doesn't happen. That's right. <laughs> so long as it's not against you, what do you care? Oh, I do care if he's got ODD. I'll, I'll, I'll cry a small, uh, small puddle of tears. Everyone comes and like is like shaming me and hugging my opponent. Um. Well. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on then around um, around your list building ideas or, or how you go I'm, about it? Or I think that... I'm, I'm all done. I think I'm cooked. Yeah, well, we've currently been recording in, in what is 35 degree heat outside and my house has seemed to have turned into a bit of an oven I mean, in, uh, with no air conditioning and we've uh, turned the fans off so that we don't have the constant the hum in the background of the, uh, the constant hum in the background of the recording. So it is pretty warm in here, so I think we might, uh, we might call that a night. But... Um, but, uh, but thanks for that, guys. Um, I guess a quick shout-out to the... Uh, White Noise Boys. To, to, to White Noise. Julian will be guesting on White Noise in the next episode. I'll be recording with Ben tomorrow. Which is very exciting. And my goal is to mention Loss of Lieutenant. How many was it? 20, 20 times? 20 times. And if I get 21, you've offered to give me a gobby. That's... With n- terrible gag reflexes, but I'll take it. That I'm, is I'm... not accurate. No, no, no. You listeners, you heard it here first. 21, 21 mentions, and and I Julian gets a copy. The, the other thing, uh, another shout out to uh, to Bob Flesher for sending yeah. through those um, those patches for us. And then just lastly, I did want to mention uh, the upcoming Road to CanCon Part Three. Road to CanCon. Yeah, Beyond CanCon Dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is again a reference to Thunderdome, obviously, um, which is running a House of War. House of War, yeah. It's a bit of a last minute thing. Yeah, it's, it's just more of a like a tournament exactly. prep, free CanCon. Very casual. Um, it's non. You don't have to pay. It's pay on the day. Just make certain you've indicated that you're going. So that we're so that because if prepared. I've got like if they say I can't have any more than twelve, and I've got twelve that have said they're going, including Hector because he's going. He's just not on Facebook. Sorry, but you've you've walked up for no yeah. reason. And so I, I know there's a, there is going to be a few new players there. So if there's any other new yeah. players listening, feel free to come along. Um, and uh, even if you wanted to just get like a uh, see how see how the game plays and yeah. watch some games, I think it'll be a, a good fun time. Yeah, we'll put a soft player cap at it, say sixteen. Sure. But yeah, if if you can bring tables, that'd be fantastic. Um, great. Well, um, thanks, one last thing oh, before yeah. we go, don't forget to go on to the Loss of Lieutenant Facebook page and put up your suggestions for the narrative. Oh yeah, uh, for that what we want to do with that last patch. So yeah, we'll post a big, uh, big thing on that once mm. we publish this episode, and um, yeah, people can comment and we'll figure out what we're going to do with that uh, with that third patch. Sounds like a plan, right. Stan. So great. are we, we going to do another? Uh, episode before CanCon? Oh, I won't be able to. I'm going to be we'll next week. It's going to be we'll painting. Might be pushed, but if we, uh, we don't, we don't want to. We don't want to make any promises that we can't keep. So we'll uh, we'll figure that out and see how we yeah, go. But um, if we don't, if we don't hear, if we don't talk yeah. to our listeners. Uh, next we'll see you again. Hear from us. Hopefully, we have a Victorian champion that isn't Nick, because then it will be potato cakes and the tyranny of the past three oh, years wow. will finally have ended. No, if, if if I won, if I. If I won CanCon, everybody has to stop playing because it's if if that happens, it's it's it just doesn't make sense. 
Well, I've said if I win, every, anyone can say what they want to say, but if you say potato, if you say potato scallop, you've got to pay taxes. I'm sorry. I am actually born in New South Wales, and I disagree. Yeah, with no, you. I'm, 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 I was born cake. in Sydney, but I moved down here at like one or two, so it does, doesn't doesn't count. We wised up to the brainwash. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Jacob, uh, Julian, thanks, guys. Yeah. And, thanks for having us. Um, no wakan furries. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs>